like the PCP video, I want to make sure that this is pure Rehypnol stories, not ones where they think they were drugged and they actually weren't, which they could have definitely been, but I just want to be 100% certain. So that's why I chose these specific stories. There are many other stories on the internet where people have been drugged, but they don't say for certain if it was roofies or just an extreme amount of alcohol. Also, if you don't know what Rehypnol is, it is a trade name for flunitrazepam, a central nervous system depressant that belongs to a class of drugs known as benzodiazepines. Flunitrazepam is also marketed as generic preparations and other trade name products outside of the United States. Like other benzos, Rehypnol produces sedative, hypnotic, anti-anxiety, and muscle relaxant effects. This drug has never been approved for medical use in the United States by the Food and Drug Administration. Outside the United States, Rehypnol is commonly prescribed to treat insomnia. Rehypnol is also referred to as a date rape drug. I didn't even intend to do drugs that day. I had no idea that when I woke up that morning, a visit with some close friends would turn into a nightmare by the end of the day. A few of my friends from college were coming down to my city to hang out at the beach, where my family was staying in a vacation house for a couple weeks. They arrived around noon, and I remember running ecstatically to greet them at their car. It was a beautiful summer day in Southern California, and I figured we would all chill around the beach area, maybe go for a drive, have lunch, just talk and catch up. One of my friends, however, was tempted by the thought of Mexico being so close by. He had the idea of buying some ketamine, which is legal in Mexico, and make a huge profit selling it at raves in California. So I agree, why not, let's go have lunch and some drinks in Tijuana, and then come back. Among the people present that day were several compulsive drug users. These were the people with whom I'd experimented with acid, ecstasy, speed, cocaine, and of course, marijuana and alcohol during the past school year. I should have realized that going to Mexico could be dangerous, especially if drugs are involved, crossing the border and such, but my judgment was definitely lacking during the course of this whole day. Sometimes when I'm with my friends, I feel invincible. So we drive down to TJ, park and walk across the border. One of the girls goes into a pharmacy and nonchalantly asks for several vials of ketamine. The K is put into a water bottle, diluted with water to look inconspicuous. After a little shopping and looking around, we decided to have some margaritas before we go back. The girls in the group got pretty tipsy, including me. I had probably a margarita and two Corona beers. Plus the waiter was oh so eager to offer us some tequila shots as well. Things seemed safe, I was having fun, when the waiter offered us some pills that he said were really good with alcohol. I had heard of people using prescription muscle relaxers and painkillers with alcohol, with pleasant effects and no problems, so I figured that these pills he was offering us were something of that sort. The guy with us, who was the main druggie of the group, asked the waiter several questions before deciding that they were okay, and that he would buy some for all of us. Big mistake on my part, not knowing exactly what I was taking and trusting other people to approve it when they didn't even know what it was either, also taking any drug with alcohol. We finally leave, a bit drunk, but still sober enough to manage. This started to change, however, as we walked through the turnstiles to return to the US. Everything looked fuzzy and I started to feel like I was losing control of my muscles. 
I turned to my friend walking next to me and saw her stumbling. We looked at each other, not able to focus on each other's faces, and she whispered, I feel fucked up, like too fucked up. I felt the same way, I couldn't explain it. I had been drunk many times before, and it never felt like this. I felt like water, just flowing along, unaware of my physical motions. After that, everything that I remember is very much a blur, though I do remember basically what happened. Somehow my friend who was driving was able to drive us to my favorite coffee shop. We got very lost getting there. This is somewhere I would go on a very regular basis. We got to the parking lot and I realized I had the water bottle with the ketamine in it. Being completely fucked up and stupid, I said, I just want to see what it tastes like and took a little sip. Seeing me do that, another friend grabbed the bottle and pretty soon we had all taken at least a sip, some of us more. After that, it was all over. Apparently I hit the parking lot ground and was lying there, incoherent for a while. I don't really remember this. A few other people did the same. Two of my friends went into the coffee shop and fell down. The next thing I remember is a cop trying to talk to me. I could barely see him because my vision was almost all dark. I was crying but I don't know what I was saying to him or what he was saying to me. One of my friends said later that the cops that found us there in the parking lot were saying things to us to the effect of what disgusting stupid idiots we were. After the parking lot scene, I have a vague one moment memory of being in a car again. I found out later that my friend who was the driver had called a friend of his who lived in the area to pick us up and take us back to my parents vacation house. The next thing I remember is boom, hitting the ground at the beach, and by the time I was able to move and get up, I realized that I had been lying there face down on the sand for several hours. I stumbled back to the house with the two girls who had been dropped off with me and found that two people had gone home and one was in jail. The pills that we had taken were Rehypnol, one of the most infamous date rape drugs and I can understand now how it works for that evil purpose. We are very, very lucky that the Rehypnol didn't really kick in until we were across the border. I can only imagine what that waiter had intended to do. One of my friends had pocketed the extra pills after we took them, and so he was the only one with any illegal drugs found on him, thus he went to jail for the night. I was so freaked out, trying to figure out how to keep this from my parents and be able to get this guy out of jail at the same time. The guilt, the regret, and the headache were unbearable. I felt weak and shaky all day. I was able to borrow my dad's car and get our friend out of jail after his mother paid the bail. He seemed terrified when we picked him up. I dropped my three friends off at the train station, and that was the end of our visit, which was supposed to be a regular nice sunny day with friends at the beach. Instead, we ingested an utterly stupid combination of alcohol, ketamine, and rehypnol, and it caused a lot of problems for one of our friends. He went to jail, had to go to court after that, is on probation, has to do community service and go to NA meetings, etc., while the rest of us are blame-free and had a terrifying, traumatic experience. This was about a year ago. I haven't been to Mexico since. I would like to tell you about my addiction to roofies and alcohol. I am a male in my early 20s living in Sweden. 
I've been drinking heavily since I was 13. Only recently have I stopped drinking much, but I still binge sometimes. I have experience with most of the common psychoactives, cocaine, shrooms, acid, cannabis, speed, ketamine, heroin, MDMA, benzos, 2C compounds, foxy, and the list can be made longer. Coke, ecstasy, cannabis, benzos, and alcohol I have abused. I have probably done three, 400 grams of coke, 30 grams of pure MDMA, cannabis hundreds of times, and 1,000 benzos. One can draw the conclusion that I have an addictive personality. I decided to quit using drugs October of 2002. I had just come back from two months in Thailand, Go Peng Yang, where they have the most famous full moon party. I had not been sober from alcohol and drugs for years, and I was enrolled to the university and due to start in January of 2003. Withdrawal was horrible, shaking, sweating, insomnia, horrible nightmares, and a sense of depersonalization. So I phoned my connections about a hundred roofies. What a relief. I have always liked benzos. I usually always mix roofies or Valium with alcohol to enhance the effects. Now when I was so anxious and having withdrawal, the roofies gave me a sense of calm and cool that was incredible. I could cope with the withdrawal and stress. I continued taking roofies until middle of March 2003. My dosage was now up in the range of 5 to 8 milligrams per day, and preferably with alcohol, otherwise I would not really feel it. I was so addicted to roofies that when I traveled to Asia, the Far East during the break, I smuggled with me a hundred pills to last for a week. I decided to quit when I got home. Withdrawal started immediately with shaking and sweating. I got so sick, when I was trying to sleep I felt that my heart stopped and I flew up from bed and beat my chest to get it going again. I had my phone beside the bed with 911 pre-dialed. I was very close to calling them many times. It took a month before I got 4 hours of continuous sleep. In June, I was feeling better, but still today I experience anxiety for nothing sometimes. I cannot point that specifically to the use of roofies, but certainly my heavy usage of drugs has caused it. Rehypnol has a hypnotic effect and much shorter half-life compared to say Valium. The withdrawal from Rehypnol is 100 times worse. Going cold turkey like me is dangerous, it is possibly lethal. For your own sake, contact a detox clinic and let them handle it. They will put you on either a long-acting benzo like diazepam or barbiturates, which does not offer any cross-tolerance to benzos. Convulsions and death occur with benzo and alcohol withdrawal. Today I am in university, second term. I have not felt this good for as long as I can remember. Be careful of overdoing drugs. It's more harm than good. Life goes on. My friend had flown in from Chicago, and I was meeting with some buddies I went to Miami with in Manhattan. We got to my friend's apartment on the Upper East Side and got totally blasted on booze. There was a rumor that my buddies from Miami still had some roofies left over from the Sunshine State, and my friend Jay and I took one and a half each. We kept on drinking till we went to a bar. We must have walked for 10 minutes or so because the group of people hanging out split in half, but to me it felt like 10 seconds. The roofies pretty much smacked me in the face and I felt the weight of the world off my chest. 
I was gliding down the street to the bar when we got in line. Again, half my friends were in, so I was at the end of the line when one guy comes up to me and says, Hey, want some smoke? I said, no, but got any dust? Not thinking he'd have some. Sure enough, he said he knew where to get some. At this point, I must have been way out of control because we hailed a cab and my friend from Chicago looked in disbelief as the cab went up to Spanish Harlem. It must have taken 10 to 15 minutes or even less because my friend, who at this point was wasted too from the roofies, was still outside the bar waiting for me. The friend from Chicago and I got out and the first thing I did was run to a deli to buy a blunt. Apparently my buddy from Chicago gave this guy a c-note to go buy him some toot because when I got back from the deli, my buddy was still outside waiting for the guy to come back. At this point, I blacked out so bad, the next thing I know is I'm smoking one bag of dust out of a backwood cigar wrap and telling a homeless guy stories of how I used to ride the train across the USA and all the good times I used to have before the government stepped in. Now note, I was about 23 years old. This bum had to know I was out of my gore because he didn't even ask me for money. I did offer him some PCP and he accepted, but only took a small hit. Then I offered some preppy Upper East Side kids some 40s and they declined. I then went around and passed by the bar my friends were hanging out at and my buddy was still outside waiting. I then found a doorway, rolled the next blunt and got totally lost. I believe I could have lost my vision for a while. So I went into a doorway and don't know if I passed out or walked the streets because the next thing I know is that it was daylight and I had to find my way back to Queens. I remember when I came to, the sunlight was killing my eyes and I kept spitting. When I got on the train, the floor tiles were all moving and I just kept spitting. No one even looked at me. I probably looked like a wreck and my face had to have the biggest nasty look on it because I was squinting from the sunlight and from my mind playing tricks on me. I felt horrible I had left my friends and deep guilt set in. I finally made it to Queens. I couldn't make it to where my car was so I went to my friend's apartment in Flushing. When he came to the door he said I looked right through him and I was all shook up and he got me a joint and a pillow. The joint cooled me off and I felt pretty whacked out the whole day, eventually meeting up with all my friends. I was extremely lucky that night to not be beaten by some thugs uptown or not brought into central booking by police where I would then be dragged to Bellevue Hospital to probably be Thorazined out or I'd gotten my stomach pumped. I would never mix these drugs altogether again because ever since that day, I am a step slower. I wonder what happened in between the time I blacked out and the morning. Was I standing in the same place all night? Did I go roaming? Was I in a fight? Did I go into a catatonic state? These questions will never be answered, but one thing that came out of this was I never was the same again after this. A bit slower and a much less attention span.